0: back we back in this bitch another grito another podcast for that ass it's been about two months bro it's been about two months since my last podcast uh, i wouldn't maybe a month and a half i don't fucking know it's been a long time okay um and i guess i'll qualify by stating first and foremost that if you're actually still listening to this man i appreciate the fuck i you, homeboy like homegirl whatever the fuck okay homie Because I know in the podcast game, taking a month and a half off with no fucking word as to why is akin to a fucking death sentence, right? Y'all, I'm competing with fucking, I'm competing for y'all's attention with all sorts of interesting motherfuckers the world over, okay? So I know that the podcast game, it is what it is, right? So if you're still listening to this, man, just know that I appreciate the fuck out of this. I appreciate the fuck out of you, you know what I'm saying? Um, As always, I guess before we get uh, into the actual podcast material for today, some quick formalities. If you haven't already, follow your boy og underscore ice nice 13 on the gram or perhaps even og dot ice nice 13 because shit ain't changed dog shit ain't changed but the swisser right ain't shit changed but the swisher i should say and what that means is, even though <clears throat> I haven't been podcasting in about a month and a half, the gram is still after your boys. So the OG dot ice nice thirteen, that's the backup account. So if ever my fucking uh, uh, ice or OG underscore ice nice thirteen account gets the fucking gets the uh, gets yeeted into existence out of existence, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, I guess i will just get straight into it, dog. It's gonna I got a lot to say. You know what I mean? Got a lot of my fucking mind. Got a lot of my chest. A heavy heart for sure. Given the events of the last fucking two months or so, for those of you who followed along on the gram, you'll know why already. For those of you who haven't, I guess there's just, again, there's no really easy way, right, to just talk about it. So I suppose getting straight to the chase is the only way, okay? Um, For those of you who have listened to the podcast consistently, you'll know, right, that um, I've suffered with a sickness of spirit, okay? Or quote-unquote depression, if you want to use the Western way of talking about it, for the entirety of my life. And honestly, dog, for the most part... um, it's been the reason behind the lengthy breaks in my podcast, okay? Um, and this one was no exception per se, except with the one major difference being that <laughs> for what can sincerely, honestly, truthfully, dog, and at least, you know, that like, that's how I feel now. Maybe I had other reason in the past and I'm not trying to diminish it or whatever, you know what I mean? Not for my own personal sake, but I mean like for your per like for you. T- for- I'm not trying to low-key this, bro, okay? But by trying to say, I'm not trying to diminish the depression that you've experienced, right? By saying that it wasn't real. That's not what, what I'm trying to do. I'm saying that at least for me personally, it seems as though given everything that's happened in my life so far that everything that I was depressed about in the past, it certainly paled in comparison at the very least, okay? Um, And, you know, it seems as though that for the first time I actually have something to be depressed about, bro. Now, again, maybe I'm just downplaying the sickness of Spirit Dog. Uh, Maybe, I'm, you know, maybe I simply don't remember again the past and why I would have been depressed back then, okay? But in retrospect, again, it just seems that for the most part, uh, every other reason I had to be sad was due mostly to first world problems, bro, if we're being fucking honest, okay? I.e., living in the Western world here in the United States of America specifically. I know there's doper countries out there looking at you, fucking Sweden, Norway, right? Canada, maybe even, despite all the fucking genocide that been going on over there, okay? But um, there's no doubt that, you know, living in America is a fucking, it's a dream for many people. And as much shit as I talk about it, I would still be obliged to say that I am thankful for the fact that I get to live at least right now in a world where um, I don't necessarily have to worry about where it's shit like my next fucking meal is going to come from, with the roof over my head. You know what I mean? Healthcare is obviously a big issue, but we'll, you know, we'll put that on the back burner for now and talk about it perhaps later in the podcast. Um, so basically, it seems then as though in the past, the things that I was so depressed about were, were A, nihilism, and B, capitalism. Obviously, putting aside like the own personal traumas that I experienced and shit. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to low-key diss you either, but so I'll say the, low, the, the fucking traumas that you've experienced as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that in in that respect, dog, it seems as though the sickness of spirit that I had uh, been experiencing for the majority, right, was one that is pretty universal for those of us that are living in the fucking Western world, for those of us who are living in a capitalist society, and that is the result simply of being coerced, okay, for lack of a better word, um, we're coerced to live in this shit world (laughs) that we know for an absolute fact could be fucking better if it just wasn't run by a bunch of raving fucking lunatics, okay? Um... And I guess for me right now and, you know, maybe for you too, dog, if you're listening to this and you've recently experienced some loss in your life or perhaps even just experienced loss, no matter how, how long it can be, because I can't imagine that the Lincoln part was right, homeboy. These wounds, they will not heal, okay? So however long it was ago that you would fucking experienced the loss, I'm not trying to diminish it either, you know what I'm saying? Um, for me personally, the loss was recent, okay? And honestly... Oh, I, I don't know how or even if honestly, bro, if I, I'm ever going to get back to being normal. I just I, I I'm at the stage right now of grief, I suppose. I'm sure many other, perhaps I should say others have felt the same and it's a, it's a normal part in the grief process. But it just seems as though life will never get back to being as normal as it was before. OK, but I guess to that extent, even though it has been so long before since I fucking have dropped the podcast, I suppose getting this bitch out is something of a start. OK, and while I'm trying desperately to maintain some semblance of normalcy, yo. Uh the factor the the fact of the matter is is that you know (laughs) uh you know while shit is currently terrible in my personal life, it's only going to get worse. Right. Well, I guess I shouldn't even say that, dog. The worst is already fucked. Well, I don't want to say even then that the worst has already happened, because it can get worse, okay? But for me, right now, perhaps one of the worst things that could have ever happened to me did occur, and that was the recent passing of my brother. Okay. Uh my age and everything, bro, 34 years old, gone too soon, okay, from cancer. He lost his battle to cancer after a very valiant fight, okay. Uh, Perhaps for those of you who have been listening to the podcast long enough, you've heard me mention it, like not directly, tangentially about, you know, the person in my family who was struggling with this. You know, I talked shit about it for Jordan Peterson and how he went off on his fucking trip after he, you know, his wife was diagnosed with cancer, which thankfully for them, she survived. You know what I'm saying? And how that shouldn't be a reason enough for people to fucking spiral off into, you know, outright addiction and fucking collapse your entire life, especially if you're going to be somebody that's up here fucking uh, uh, talking shit about how other people should order their lives and shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's where that came from. I didn't want to directly state it because, you know, my brother was still alive and he would listen to my podcast, bro. And I didn't want to just put his shit out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's out there now, dog. Like everyone knows, you know what I'm saying? I hit the social medias, the peoples that are in my life. They know, obviously, fucking we were all there when it happened. It's one of the few uh, beautiful takeaways that I have from the experience. I got to hold my brother as he took the last fucking breath in this life. I got to see, if you will, the light uh, uh, van- uh, 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 flicker and ultimately uh, vanish from his eyes. You know what I'm saying? And it was a beautiful experience, bro. Like, I know uh, a lot of people can see death as a very negative thing. And I'm trying to see it as a very positive thing. I've always been pretty death positive to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Giant fucking calavera in the back. Fucking altar to Santa Muerte. Mi clante Oh, my mouth just had a fucking seizure there. Mi clante okay Okay. Um, but I'm trying to take this experience for sure uh, as one of those instances. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would view the, uh, uh, the 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 being able to see somebody, you know, especially a loved one, leave this earth, see their, you know their spirit, if you will, their energy transfer from the dynamic of life to the dynamic of death, leave this fucking earth. I uh, I like to imagine it as something as beautiful as seeing you know the coming of a life into this earth from somebody transitioning from the dynamic dynamic pair of death into the dynamic dynamic pair of life. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm trying to hold that, not a balance per se, but just that same energy, bro. I'm trying to direct the same energy to both the life and death process, okay? And uh, fortunately, again, this is part of trying to frame it in a positive way. Fortunately for us as a family, uh, but for me in particular, given this podcast, it's uh, it's something I had never experienced before, bro. The loving, the passing of a loved one, especially in my arms, you know what I'm saying? I've never experienced that on a personal level, okay? And... Uh, Again, I don't know how I'm going to respond to this, but I'm trying, again, to frame it in, 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 in terms of positivity. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had been very fortunate as a family. It's one of the things that we discovered. Well, we discovered, we knew this. We had known this already. It's been known, you know what I mean? But uh, after, you know, the, the loss of the life of my brother, it was like really fucking made clear that we were very fortunate. Uh, I know for me personally, 34 years had passed before something like that had ever happened in my life, the passing of a loved one. You know what I mean? My brother is our first quote-unquote official ancestor i say quote-unquote official because unlike you know the white folks that have rich white folks specifically who can trace their fucking family trees back all the way to you know ancient europe and shit we don't have that luxury bro we all of our information all of our history was obviously lost through the conquest the quote-unquote conquest you know what i'm saying um and because of that there really isn't we have like a little bit of evidence for, I guess he wasn't our first official ancestor. I have pictures and shit of like great, grunk, uh, great grandparents. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandparents, parents, that's as far back as our pictures and our family go. So it would be one, two, three, four generations. You know what I'm saying? And uh, even then, all, not everyone is included. It's just uh, my grandfather's uh, parents and my grandmother's parents. You know what I mean? And then a few brothers and sisters from them on the side. And after that, like, Those are the ancestors that we know of, but unlike them specifically, given the time and fucking the range in which they were alive and shit, you know what I mean? We don't, I never really knew them on a personal level. Obviously, they were fucking long dead before I was even born, you know what I'm saying? So I never had the chance to fucking interact with them. So in that respect, my grandparents would have been, ideally, this is what we all thought, you know what I mean? We're bracing ourselves so deeply for the passing of our grandparents. And lo and fucking behold, much to the surprise and unfortunate chagrin of all of us, my grandparents included, who themselves were also preparing to be the first. You know, the first ancestors to go, it just happened to be, you know, my brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, they are the, the, my grandparents then I'm saying is that they'll be the closest thing to an ancestor that I would have known. And that's how we were expecting to be the future ancestors. But as they unfolded, it just happened to be my brother. Because again, you know, he lost his battle to cancer. Okay. And again, I I don't really know how I'm going to react to this, man. It's still so fresh. It's been about less than two weeks, bro. It'll be two weeks and a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm trying to keep it positive, bro. I can only hope for the best naturally, okay? And in this particular sense, the best here is that I am able to make use, if you will, of the therapeutic skills and coping mechanisms that I have gained in my life, mostly from studying philosophy, bro, but also, you know, from dealing with an actual licensed therapist and most importantly, from shit like fucking jujitsu and lifting weights, you know what I'm saying? So the best that I can hope for right now is that I'm going to be able to utilize all these therapeutic skills and coping mechanisms that i've gained to try and you know just basically stay afloat bro because sometimes it honestly does feel like i'm fucking drowning in grief drowning in sorrow drowning in lament drowning in anger you know what i mean drowning in frustration drowning in the variety of the alleged negative if you will uh emotions that humans are capable of experiencing i say alleged because i don't want again i'm not going to frame it in some dualist western christian sense bro i'm trying to understand it again in this monistic nahuatl philosophy which is what i'll be talking about today okay and that is, again, it's not necessarily agentive. These aren't agentive emotions. Evil is not out to get you, bro. Anger is not out to destroy you, bro. It might feel that way and we might feel like, fuck, dude, these things are really fucking bringing me down. They must be trying to kill me. You know what I'm saying? But realistically, they're not, bro. They're just revealing to us different facets of existence and expanding, if you will, more importantly, our understanding of reality. Like, life's a trip, bro. It's fucking infinite in nature. And most of us have a very, I know for me personally, very uh, limited understanding of reality. Putting aside... Our senses at this point. I'm talking about like the fucking range of human emotion, and again, part of that wasn't you know largely in in part due to the fact that I had never experienced the loss of a loved one. I was we were very fortunate as a family up until about two weeks ago to have never experienced the love of a fucking lo- or the loss of a loved one. You know what I mean? So now that I'm there, now that I'm there, like I could feel I feel these emotions, fucking 100, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I the natural reaction was to expect. To feel as though you know what I mean they're fucking trying to kill me it fucking seems that way I'm feeling like I'm fucking you know what I mean being attacked constantly bro with these emotions but thankfully I'm at the point now where I don't see it through this Western Christian lens so I don't see these as particularly negative emotions so much as I see them as uncomfortable if you will very extremely uncomfortable uh, stargates if you will okay to be like fucking super wooey and metaphysical about it but. They're they're like stargates, bro, to a new fucking reality that I had never experienced before, and that is the reality again inherent with the loss of losing a loved one, bro. Pain is a stargate. It's like fucking give give you a difficult emotions to have to work through. It again, you can either you can either succumb to it, which unfortunately many people do, and I'm trying not to do right, and then you know uh, squander the rest of our time here on back living in this fucking pit of nihilistic despair because the pain we are too weak to be able to overcome the same for fucking anger, sorrow, sadness, et cetera. You know what I mean? Very powerful emotions. And it's very easy for us to fucking just curl up in a fucking fetal position and want to just, you know, just lay there and fucking just give up, basically, because of how difficult it is to have to deal with them. But um I'm trying to move past that, bro. I'm trying to move past that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to understand it more in this now what framework that sees it not as they're not evil emotions trying to fucking, you know, destroy me per se. Because you can't destroy energy and fucking, and, and Teot, dog, energy, there is is energy, right? I might be transferred to you, some of the language that we're going to be talking about today, my energy might be transferred to another dynamic, dynamic pair, but it's never be destroyed, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, dog, <clears throat> to say that it's been a rough couple of weeks, I think would be an understatement at this point, you know what I'm saying? But, um... I'm taking solace again in that... Well, I'm taking solace in many things. And for right now, immediately, what's coming to my mind is the understanding that I'm not alone in this, bro. I understand full well that my unique uh, experience... not it's not unique is what I'm saying. What I just went through recently with the death of my brother, it's not unique, unfortunately. It's a... Well, I don't even want to say unfortunately, but it is a facet of life. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I'm not trying to frame this as a, a, a binary of good and evil. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say it's not unfortunate, but it is a fucking reality of life. And I'm, I'm absolutely sure that somebody who's listening to this podcast... You've experienced loss yourself. And so, you know, like in that respect, you know, even just listening to people who do listen to this podcast, but even the people who don't like life, life and death, bro, it's a fucking fundamental facet of reality. So what I'm experiencing is not particularly unique. Okay. It's not unique at all. Right. Um, if anything, again, I just want to focus on this one point. The one unique part sincerely would have been that, you know, sadness. Uh, I sincerely knew, dog, to circle it back, back to the point I was trying to make about depression. Like, it seems as though this whole time I was just basically a fucking first world privilege shitlord sad boy because, you know, real, real fucking grief, dog. At least for me personally, that's how I feel right now. Doesn't come from fucking having to work nine to five. It sucks like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. It fucking sucks. Don't get me twisted. But it just seems as though, like, real grief, bro, real sadness, real sorrow, quote unquote real because what the fuck really is real, right? But at least for me, this is what I'm conveying to you tragedy bro that that comes from the loss of a loved one you know what i mean you know so because of that i sincerely knew nothing about that so in that respect it's it's why i feel as though i never really knew what it meant to be sad i never really knew what it meant to be depressed you know what i'm saying i had the symptoms you know what i mean i had the fucking uh all the actions associated with it but you know like i guess maybe if anything i've uh, another layer of it has been revealed okay because again i'm not trying to be as as dismissive i'm not trying to be dismissive at all you know what i mean Um, so I guess if anything, I would say that just a different layer of, you know, grief, sadness, sorrow, et cetera, was revealed to me through the passing of my brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, and because, because of that, it's just, I feel like actual sickness of spirit, which obviously is the reason why I hadn't fucking podcasted in so long. You know what I mean? For one, you're dealing with the fucking passing of a loved one. You know what I mean? And then you deal with the actual passing, how long it takes to, you know, bury, bury your loved one. And then, you know, the immediate aftermath, which is where I'm at right now and the immediate aftermath. Okay. So, yeah, dog, um, these last few weeks, I guess, yeah, two weeks, bro, they've just, they've been tough, right? Obviously, that's the fucking understatement of the year, okay? There's been times uh, where I've just, I've sincerely haven't even wanted to get out of bed, dog. It's been a fucking struggle just to get out of bed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Let alone consider fucking creativity in any capacity, whether it's podcasting, reading, posts on Instagram, and all that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? uh mostly because there's been times dog within that that i wasn't even able to properly formulate sentences bro i was shocked at the way fucking grief hit me initially you know it's still hitting me now you know what i'm saying there'd be like fucking just a cloud of fogginess in my brain where i couldn't even fucking formulate a sentence bro let alone let alone be able to fucking you know co- convey right piece together and convey coaching uh coaching ideas that explain how i'm feeling you know what i'm saying uh, and to be completely honest dog there's most days i've 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 felt nothing like in in a strange way like I don't mean it like in a sad way or a bad way rather. I'm not trying to diminish dismiss my brother's fucking passing I'm just saying it was so fucking traumatic and shocking that I was just like in apoplectic shock, bro I was fucking just i didn't experience I didn't feel anything I wasn't happy I wasn't sad i didn't, I was just completely affective, you know what I mean no affect whatsoever right and uh occasionally I'll get hit still to this day. Right, with bouts of life, but for the most part, dog. Like I, I, I'm not trying to be fucking <sighs> hyperbolic, but they're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dead inside right now, dog. <laughs> uh, you know, like just emotionally, right? No anger, again, no anger, no sorrow, no happiness, nothing. Just this fucking empty, vapid experience of life. Okay, as uh, the solemn realization of everything that's happened within the last two weeks, right, is <laughs> starting to set in. Has been setting in. Okay. And realizing that I'll have to fucking, from this point moving forward, since two weeks ago moving forward, navigate life and continue to live in this world without, you know, a person who came into this bitch, dog, who came with me just eight days removed, dog. Okay? He came into this motherfucker eight days after me. And, you know, who was with me almost every single step of the way. That's just fucking... It's just weird to me to be in this space. I've never been here before. I've only ever lived life with my brother. You know what I mean? So now that he's gone, it's a complete different fucking experience and it's just it's so it's so uh shocking and just so fucking strong of a of a fucking like just emotional fucking attack that 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 seems as though my initial initial default was just to go completely numb just be fucking like dead inside almost you know what I'm saying, but obviously that's not a way to live dog, and most importantly that wouldn't be a way to live that honors the legacy of my brother because. For all the shit, bro, that he fucking went through, the one biggest takeaway was how much that motherfucker loved life, dog. Like, he really did love life. And it was even before before um, he was diagnosed with the cancer. Like, just his whole life was this dude with a fucking giant smile on his face, a dude who lived a fucking life that most people will never even fucking hope to dream of. But he lived it, dog. Right? And I will talk all about how maybe some other day. But for now, I really do want to talk about... <laughs> I really do want to talk some philosophy, dog, because I guess I suppose that returning to the things I love to do the most would be a start to fucking honoring the legacy of my brother by fucking digging myself out of this little fucking hole of, you know, sadness, if you will, sickness of spirit and live the life that he loved so much like for him. You know what I mean? Just live that life for him, dude. And uh, yeah, you know, philosophy is obviously something that I love to do. So for this particular episode, I just wanted to pick it up by talking about, you know uh some philosophy specifically some nahuatl philosophy because again i know that in my heart of hearts it's what my brother would want for me to do for all of us to do dog for all of us in my family regardless of fucking how broken we are and that is fucking keep it moving homeboy as our grandfather as our grandfather has taught us since we were young children siempre para siempre pa always moving forward you know what i'm saying so i guess uh <laughs> I'll consider this one podcast, this one particular episode, a start in that direction, all right? To keep it moving, if you will. Now, I know I've been on a kick regarding my modernist, post-modernist arc, right? And that in that, I've, you know, I've segmented into, off into different arcs within it, okay? But again, given everything that's happening, I'm just going to take a break from all that, dog. And I'll get back to it eventually, okay? But right now, I just I need to do some Nawa philosophy, dog, because Nawa philosophy helps ease my spirit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's been one of the only things that I've been able to actually fucking read if we're being completely honest in the last month and a half, basically, okay? And it's funny because actually, like, <laughs> while I've been coping, if you will, with the what stories of why we are here, where we will go, and uh, the like, I had this odd moment of clarity where I began to finally fucking understand why people are so married to their Christian faith, just like a quick aside that I wanted to talk about, right? So before I continue, I'm just going to say, like, I'll nip any ideas that I myself am leaning that way towards Christianity right in the bud and let it be known that that is absolutely not the case. It's not what I'm talking about, okay? What I'm saying is that I never really understood why, like, despite all the evidence to the contrary, people insisted on maintaining their Christian faith, especially fucking us indigenous folk. Like, what the fuck, bro? How are you holding on to the religion of your fucking oppressors? It just never made sense to me, okay? Okay. I But I'm I'm starting to realize now that the reason why is because I only understood it on an intellectual level, of course, okay? And (laughs) having talked about it at length on this podcast with the basic gist being that the truth about stories, dog, is that they're all we've got, okay? And that one story of Christianity, I had only ever understood it on an intellectual level because it never had any emotional appeal to me. I've always only ever seen it as the fucking religion of the oppressors. I see it as a false religion even at that if you want to get into the conspiracy element, okay? Right? And I guess furthermore, I've always considered it as simply uh, a story that, you know, people seek and cling on to in order to help them comfortably sleep at night. And it's funny because I would always dismiss that fucking notion as it's something to fucking laugh about, dog. But then I realized again, like, that's how fucking much of a privileged piece of shit I was, dog. And that is that I was able to just fucking laugh off something like fucking Christianity and why people, you know, uh, insist on upholding it. Because for no other reason that it helps them comfortably sleep at night. And the reason was, is because I've never experienced a fucking loss in my family, dog. Like, it just circles back to that. I've never experienced the fucking fear of, you know, the doubt and the uncertainty of what happens to somebody after they transition from this life into the next. I've never, I've never experienced the comfort that fucking religion brings people, bro. I was a spoiled piece of fucking shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like... This is just me being honest, bro. And I'm not simping for Christianity. It's fucking from A1 to day one on site with those motherfuckers. Not with those motherfuckers, like you individual Christians, but with the religion as a whole. Like, ain't no love lost with Christianity, bro. Okay? But what I am starting to understand is that Christianity itself is another one of the many stories That people tell themselves in order to fucking navigate their experience of reality. Because this shit is fucking strange, bro. We don't know what the fuck is going on. We don't know what came before. We don't know what comes next. And yeah, dog, people do just want something to fucking help them sleep at night. And if Christianity is that pill for them, then who the fuck am I, dog? Who the fuck am I to tell them that they're fucking stupid for believing that? Like, nah, dog, I don't know shit. I'm nobody, homeboy. And I don't fucking know anything. All I have is another story. Just like you as a Christian or you as a Muslim, as a Jewish person. They're all just stories, dog, and I'm no exception, right? So that's pretty... I actually took a little humor in that because, you know, as this whole process of my brother uh, slipping in from, into this next life unfurled, okay, I realized that, yeah, dog, you're not fucking any better for sure, no, let alone any different just because you believe a different story. Like, you are exactly the same. I'm talking about me here. I'm exactly the same as a Christian motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And true... It's just funny, dog. Like, in true arrogant philosopher form, I somehow managed to deceive myself. These fucking, the cave in our mind, bro, that shit's very real. And I somehow managed to fucking deceive myself into thinking that just because I knew that it's all ideology, that it's all a story, if you will, right? And that we're just looking for the story that we vibe with that helps us deal with the difficult questions of life. Like, what the fuck happens before we were born? When do we, where do we go when we die? I somehow felt that I myself was above it because I believed a different story. Fuck out of here, dog. That obviously wasn't it. Okay. That obviously wasn't it. And I absolutely not. am not in any way, shape or form above anybody who believes a different story than mine. It's a fucking harsh reality that I've come to learn very recently. In fact, at the risk of sounding entirely self-absorbed, it's almost as this entire experience has, has revealed again to me, a facet of reality that was hidden from me. And one that I can only hope is going to make me a better person for it, dog. Like, and the reason is, like, I don't want to be that judgmental person. I don't want to be that fucking self-righteous, fucking deluded person that fucking feels as like though they're better than other people because I'm not, dog. We're all one. We all breathe the same fucking air. It doesn't matter how many books you read. It doesn't matter how many fucking degrees you got. It doesn't matter how much money you got, dog. We're all fundamentally the fucking same at the end. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <sighs> another reason, dog, is because obviously, if you've listened to this podcast enough, I've said it before, but maybe you've picked up on it. I am naturally an angry person, bro. Like anger is my is my is my default, you know what I'm saying? Um I guess if you want to dig a little bit deeper sadness, you know what I mean, but my sadness fucking manifests itself in as anger because, you know, macho fucking patriarchy type shit, okay? Um and I'm trying desperately again at this moment, <laughs> I'm trying not to give into the anger, bro, because I, I for one, I don't know what was res- what would be the result if I do, and honestly, I'm quite afraid of that. But for two, and more importantly bro because i just feel as though not fucking collapsing into anger would again be the fucking best way to honor the legacy of my brother because again he was not really an angry person dog again every picture that i'll share of him moving forward you'll only see a gigantic smile okay um which obviously for me that's that's never been me dog we were complete fucking <laughs> we couldn't be any more uh, fucking different my brother and i in many ways and that fucking non-anger always smiling shit was is definitely one of them okay uh so if you watch this podcast obviously you've come to know me as a very serious very angry person right and obviously my brother was not like that dog so i'm not trying to i'm trying to i'm not trying to collapse into that world because i feel as though doing so is gonna fucking i'll never forget my brother but it will definitely not be the best way to uh, to honor his legacy okay um <laughs> Oh, yeah, dog. So I guess there's there's pros and cons to both, no doubt. But in an attempt to avoid collapsing into the former, I'm just going to apply the latter, okay? And part of that entails being understanding of the ways others choose to deal with not only death, dog, but life as a whole, okay? I don't want to be that fucking serious, angry person who never smiles and judges other people because of the, what they believe, you know what I'm saying? My brother was the exact opposite, and I'm trying to honor his legacy by fucking continuing with that, you know what I mean? Now... If you would have caught me just five years ago, though, okay, I would I would have been very angry, dog. I would have been very angry. Not only that what happened to my brother, because, like, what the fuck? What kind of a good God, if you will, would allow something like that to happen to such a good person? Why do bad things happen to good people type shit? The argument of evil. I talked about it, like, two years ago in a previous podcast. This is where that fucking argument, that's just where that podcast stemmed from. It's when I first learned that my brother got diagnosed with cancer. Well, around the time that I first learned my brother got diagnosed with cancer. You know what I'm saying? Um... So if you would have caught me like five years ago, I would have been very angry, not just that that happened, like what the fuck? I would have been angry philosophically, but I would have also been very angry at the way my family dealt with the initial news of his diagnosis, you know what I mean? And his ultimate, you know, uh, uh, succumbing to it. And that is, of course, by praying to the Christian God, right? (laughs) And, you know, namely hope and the belief in the Christian God that everything would be okay, okay? And then I would have been really, really, really more angry to do so um, after he would have passed, you know what I mean? But, um, either fortunately or unfortunately for me, that's, that's not an option anymore. And the reason it's not an option anymore is another two reasons is because, well, the first one, remains the same because again, I'm not going to fucking default into anger, bro. I'm going to keep my brother's fucking memory alive. You know what I'm saying? And the second reason is because I, I let go of Christianity, bro. Like it has no bearing in my life at all whatsoever. I even fucking have, I'm in the process of trying to change my name because it's a Christian name and I fucking don't want any facet of Christianity outside of that, which has to be in my life. You know what I mean? Like. I'm beholden to the American fucking date and calendar and all that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? But as far as my own personal life, I'm trying to remove it as much as possible, including changing my own fucking name, you know what I'm saying? But um, because it's no longer figures prominently in my life, I understand full well then that out of the interest of logical consistency, that means I can be mad at the Christian God because... I don't believe in Christianity, so I don't believe that the Christian God fucking gave my brother cancer and took him away too early. And I definitely don't believe all the other comforting shit that people tell each other, like, "Oh, he's in a better place and he, you know, he was a marine," so people are like, "Oh, he needed a marine to guard the gates." Like, "Shut the fuck up." I don't believe in that, but I also don't believe that I'm fucking, you know what I mean, that my that the Christian God gave my brother cancer and took him away because he's evil and all that kind of shit. Like, "No, I can't. That's in the interest of fucking logical consistency." You know what I'm saying? So, because I don't believe in that, I can't realistically be mad, okay? I can't be mad, right, at the Christian God. But this is new me, right? If you would have caught me like five years ago, I would have been very upset at the Christian God, very fucking hypocritically for sure, okay? But I would have definitely been upset at my family, bro. I could have been like, yo, after everything that's happened, how are y'all still trying to pray to this evil, sadistic, fucking sadistic Christian God, yo, who, if again, the logic is to be believed, knew my brother would have been taken from us so early in life, right? But, fucking allowed him to die painfully from cancer anyways like fuck that dog how can you fucking want to respect and fucking honor and venerate that let alone ask that he fucking you know grant him some sort of fucking reprieve from his struggle but you know what i mean (laughs) this again this is no longer an option okay because i i do desire to remain logically consistent so i can't be upset at the christian god and i absolutely can't and will not be upset at my family for how they choose to cope with this grief because that's another thing I've learned throughout this process, bro, is you can't fucking manage or regulate the way people deal with it. We're all going to deal with this shit differently. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dog, in a strange way, that's honestly a big a big part of why I, I felt so empty, but in a good way. I don't, want it, I don't want it to sound in a bad way that I felt so empty, okay? Because I don't want it to make it—I'm not trying to make it sound, right, tacitly or not that i'm empty because of the lack of christianity right that somehow the lack of christianity constitutes a fucking emptiness on my behalf or lack and thus an emptiness on my behalf because that's not fucking true that's not what it is dog i'm empty because i can't even be fucking mad bro at a christian god that doesn't exist in my world i can't be anything anger is my default you know what i'm saying like that's the emotion that i feel the most always it's fury anger you know what i mean? And now that's been, in this particular sense, removed for the simple fact that I don't believe in the Christian gods. I have nothing to be upset about necessarily. You know what I mean? I believe in fucking Teot, like I said before, on multiple occasions. It's just Teot, homeboy, and the unfolding thereof. And sometimes it's in our benefit and sometimes it isn't, bro. And Teot, just like all the emotions that we've experienced, it's an, a, a non-agentive force, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could try to sway it in our benefit you know but ultimately the will always unfold as it does bro there's nothing ultimately that we can do because there is no necessary will to teo it's just an, a, an energy it's a, an, a, a dynamic energy that's fucking constantly in flux you know what i'm saying and whether it's in our favor or not that's irrelevant bro because we are teo bro like everything is teo it's not like we're trying to direct it towards one particular outcome that's impossible it's just unfolding through us you know what i'm saying so, yeah, dog, like, in observing the ways that my family responded to this, I slowly became aware that the story that I would tell myself about Teot and the comfort, ensuing, the ensuing comfort that it gives me is exactly the same experience, dog, that my fucking religious family members had, right? While it's the exact same experience that they were feeling while attempting to navigate the difficult situation that we were in, you know, uh, in the last couple of weeks of my brother's life because of his cancer diagnosis, yo. So, you know... Give me one second. Again, the whole point is, honestly, who the fuck am I to tell them otherwise? You know what I'm saying? Like, there would be times, bro, where my grandmother, I would go to my grandparents' house, and my my grandmother, like, she straight up, she prayed the rosary day in and day out for fucking months straight, bro. Like, literally, religiously prayed the fucking rosary, okay? She had a picture of my brother in one hand and a fucking, you know, a picture of St. Michael in the other hand or St. Judas, one of those, you know, Catholic people's. Right. And the other. And, and she was doing so in this desperate, desperate fucking attempt to help sway the outcome of my brother's battle with cancer, bro. And, you know, when, 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 you, when, you, when you see that, you realize like, yo, how is that any different from me? You know, that was doing the same with my altar of Mi Quitli or Santa Muerte, if you will. Right. And the answer is simple, dog. It's fucking not. It's the same action. It's different fucking words, different images, different fucking idols, different whatever, okay? But ultimately, the actions themselves are what remain the same, okay? They were both actions that me and my grandmother were desperately, desperately fucking engaging in, dog, in an attempt to exercise, if you will, ourselves of the pain that we were experiencing simply by being alive, dog, and the ensuing uncertainty that it all entails. My grandmother paying to the rosary, me praying to Kutli, it's the same fucking practice, dog. We're both trying to fucking exercise ourselves with the pain inherent with existence. You know what I'm saying? We're both trying to sway the outcome of my brother's fucking battle with cancer. You know what I mean? Um, and now, some, some are going to immerse themselves, you know, in hobbies in between that, like my grandmother with knitting, right? And others immerse themselves with shit like drugs, work, exercise, relationships, and so on. But at the end of the day, dog, we're all just trying to get by. We're all trying to exercise ourselves with the pain inherent with existence. And I'm no different, dog. In fact, I would even to say, venture to say that this podcast, is an, uh, this podcast in and of itself is an attempt for me to do so, right? So I guess in that particular sense, I consider it some shadow work, dog. More importantly, I consider it applied philosophy, bro, of the fucking koishwaki consciousness that I just talked about in my last podcast, however many months ago. Okay, an actual practical application, and it's my sincere hope, bro, that fucking any of what I cover in the last remaining part of this podcast, it may potentially help you if you're going through a difficult time in your life as well. You know what I mean? Like that's my sincere intention. So I guess the best way to start this conversation, dog, is again, by asserting my belief that my, you know, my brother's not dead, homeboy. He's just simply gone back to the realm of the defleshed ones, okay? To, me, to the Mictlan, if you will, right? And that, you know, inevitably, he's going to return. Not in his p- previous form. His fucking Tonalis, they're going to be fucking scrubbed clean by fucking the divinities of death, Tequitli and Mict- uh, Mictlān I fucking completely blanked. out. What the fuck is the name? Miklante Kutli and Mikte Kasit Okay, goddamn, I don't know how the fuck that happened, right? But um, yeah, it's the male and female divinities of death, right? The fucking uh, dynamic, dynamic pairs of death. And uh, his tonalis, the one in his spirit, the one in his liver, rather, the one in his heart, and the one in his brain, they're going to be fucking, they're going to traverse to different fucking regions of the Miklan. But uh, the one, they're going to inevitably be scrubbed clean and they're going to be sent back. They're going to be sent back to Earth, to Latik Pak. You know what I mean? And he'll, he'll fucking emerge in a different uh, iteration of Teot and he'll, he'll continue going, dog. You know what I mean? And so will we, inevitably. The process is everlasting. That's why we say, like, we are our ancestors. So the fuck I'm talking about. I may have never met my ancestor, but I'm my ancestor, dog, because I fucking died before and I'll die many more times moving forward And I'll fucking ascend to the Miklan, have my fucking Tonalis cleansed, and I'll come back to this bitch over and over and over in different iterations of Tehok, okay? So I guess that's the best way to start and then kind of work our way backwards from that and understand the philosophical connotations behind it. One day, perhaps... (laughs) <laughs> like every other fucking all the other fucking tangents I have going on, um, I may circle back and get a little bit more into the fucking story of the Miklan, You know what I mean? But for now, I, I want to focus on on the philosophy, dog. And I'm going to do so by introducing a new concept of this relationship that I've talked to, uh, I've talked about it before, but uh, I haven't talked about this particular facet of it. And that is agon or agon. Okay. Simply put, agon is an essential component of agonistic dynamic unity, which is. How the Nawa processive metaphysics, the monistic processive metaphysics, uh, are are structured. Okay, this is like the this is the the, the not, I want to say a fabric because they'll it, it weaves itself in, in a fabric form, so that wouldn't even be indicative. It's like the substance, if you not even a substance, because that implies the existence of something other than Teo. But it is what holds it all together. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say in a very sloppy fucking way, right? So, as a quick refresher, again, this Nawa dog. We maintain a monistic metaphysics, right? One witch, one witch? what the fuck is that? One which is comprised of teot, okay? And teot, again, unfolds itself in accordance to the patterns that are generated by this agonistic, or a better stated, back and forth relationship between dynamic pairs. Aynamic pairs means there's fucking fundamentally two of them, and they're made of the same substance, hence, or rather, specifically, teot, Right? So take day and night or life and death, for instance, okay? While they appear to be radically different, it's fucking prima facie, it's just an appearance, right? It appears to be radically different. They are fundamentally the same as they are comprised of the same energy. And that energy, of course, is on pain of repetition, day out, okay? Uh, the differences are less in appearance because obviously day is distinct from night, but the differences are less in appearance so much as in the actions, the actions that each competing part. Uh, uh, part of the dynamic performs while in order to constitute its agonistic pair, right? So, for instance, we recognize day for the actions of the sun shining, for instance, okay? And we recognize night for the process of the moon shining. And while they appear different, while they appear different at first glance, the two are, you know, again, they're not only so comprised of the same sacred substance, but both perform mutually dependent tasks that would render the either moot without its pair. You will never know what fucking light is without darkness. That's an old philosophical understanding. You'll never know what love is without hate, right? Etc. Day. You will never know what night is without day. You'll never know what day is without night. Like, they need each other. They are fundamentally fucking necessary for each other's existence, okay? You cannot have day without night. You cannot have life without death. And conversely cannot have death without life, you know what I'm saying? And night or day without, or night without day. So in that particular sense, then, the centrality of dynamic relations in, uh, in, uh dynamic relationships in Nahuatl metaphysics, it encourages this understanding, dog. It encourages this understanding of creativity. Creativity in terms of self-transformation and self-regeneration, right? And it reminds us that there are no absolute beginnings and there are no absolute endings. Simply the constant unfolding of these dynamic, dynamic pairs, such as day into night and life into death. My brother's not dead, dog. My brother, we've, we've been here infinite number of times and we're going to stay here because here is all there is. Here comprises everything. There comprises everything, okay? There was no beginning. There will be no end. No one ever really dies. Boy, you've heard me say it before, dog. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Everything that exists. Exists, okay, and is enmeshed within an endless process of regeneration, of recycling, and transformation, right? And while all things are destined to disintegrate, ourselves included, they all never will. They all cannot disintegrate because they all is the energy that makes up the actions, the creative process of destruction. It is the action, it is the energy, the dynamic force that makes up the creative process of creativity. It cannot be fucking uh, disintegrated, it cannot be depleted. It is infinite in nature, okay? And this is where we start to understand the importance of Aegon, Agon, okay? Now, essentially, Aegon is the cyclical, uh, 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 cyclical back-and-forth struggle between these dynamic pairs, okay? And as I've mentioned before, while both pairs battle with one another, the goal isn't to defeat either, but rather to complement and, of course, by proxy uh, to sharpen, Okay. Uh, you can't, one, one, uh, they struggle, right? They sharpen them, they fucking, uh, they make each other strong, one another, through struggle, right? And in doing so, they create this overarching order, if you will, or balance, equilibrium. In doing so, that's what structures our reality for us is these fucking dynamic, dynamic pairs are constantly fucking uh, battling with each other, right? Not for dominance and, su- and uh, 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 a supreme, like, victory, but rather to continue strengthening one another to help order and balance our reality for us, Okay. I've given the example, but it bears repeating again, of jiu-jitsu. Like, there's one way to understand jujitsu, and that is you're trying to be the fucking, the head fucking honcho or hancha that goes in there and just mollywops everybody. You know what I mean? But you're probably not going to have many homies in the jiu-jitsu community. You'll be respected. You'll probably be a little bit feared. But you won't have many homies, dog, because the homie part comes realistically when you fucking understand yourself. Not as someone who's out to constantly destroy your fucking, your teammates, but someone who is sharpening your teammates and who in turn is being sharpened by their teammates. You start to appreciate your teammates as more than just a body that you could fucking manipulate to your will because they're there as nothing more than an object, but rather as a fucking, as a whetstone, if you will, that is going to sharpen you and you in turn are going to sharpen them. And if you want to get better at jujitsu, you fucking need each other. And if you vanquish the other, if you hurt them, if they never want to roll with you again, you're doing yourself a disservice and it will fucking completely disintegrate your jujitsu fucking life. It'll send it off balance. You know what I mean? So that's the understanding when it comes to this fucking, uh, dynamic, dynamic pairs, bro. They're in this, this tug of war. Okay. Essentially. And they're back and forth. It weaves together the short-term imbalances that somehow manage to create long-term dynamic balance, dog. So the short-term imbalance would be day slipping into the night and night slipping into the day life slipping into death, but also death slipping into life. You know what I'm saying? There's short-term fucking imbalances, but inevitably these short-term imbalances are what help bridge and make for a long-term dynamic balance. Can you imagine like if no one was ever born again, it would be akin to someone never, uh, to no one ever dying again. Life would be completely out of balance. It would be out of rhythm. You know what I'm saying? People must be born. People must die. That's a fundamental facet of reality. We cannot stop it. It's in our genes. To fucking disintegrate. You know what I mean? This is what Western science is going to tell us. And this is what our fucking ancestors were telling us tens of thousands of years ago, bro. Right? So again, this is just a really fancy way of saying for the Nahuatl that this equilibrium, right? That equilibrium and balance, it's it's the product of struggle. Like you have to struggle. Okay? And struggle implies that there is no peaceful cooperation and existence. The passing of a loved one is fucking difficult, bro. It's meant to be difficult, okay? There is no fucking other way about it because the difficulty is what gives rise to the fucking agonistic force that strengthens our overall long-term fucking understanding of reality, right? In our own world personally, but also and the greater human experience, okay? And this is not about being peaceful, dog. It's about cooperation and existence. It's just, it is what it is, homeboy. You have to be happy. You want to be sad to experience happiness, but you also have to be, you know, you know that experiencing happiness is inevitably going to set you up to experience sadness. It's just, that's just, just how the story goes. You know what I mean? So in this sense, then this agon, it's essentially the aspect of the process of theod, okay? And thus all things like reality, the cosmos and so on, this agon, okay? It's the, the aspect of the process of theod unfolding, okay? So... In order to stay true then to the monism of Nahuatl metaphysics, in this particular sense, it helped me to understand this as a dual aspect oneness, okay? So it's still one, but there's two parts to the oneness, right? And they are animated by these energies in motion that are obviously known as these dynamic pairs. And these dynamic pairs themselves, they're constituted of both masculine and feminine energies. So earlier when I was talking about the fucking divinities of death, Miklante Kutli and Misekatli Twal, right? That's what I'm talking about—the Santa Muerte and not the, the the male figure of Santa Muerte. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's two distinct features, but it's one fucking—it's one fundamental uh, a- aspect, and that one fundamental aspect is death, obviously, right? But this one, this one, this this oneness of death is comprised of both the male energy and the female energy, right—the masculine and the feminine energy, okay? And uh, or perhaps <laughs> better stated, to uh, to to divorce ourselves from the gendered language of it all, we'll say. Ordered from the ordered energy and the disordered forces of the energy, okay? Now, again, I must emphasize that this should not be construed in a, Christ, in a Christian, you know, in a Christian sense, i.e. misogynistic, okay? As female energy was held just as sacred as male energy in Nahuatl, you know, in Nawata, because again, all energy is comprised of the sacred substance of Teot. So there wasn't like a hierarchy between male and female. They were both sacred in their own respective ways, Okay. Uh, and ultimately, because they're comp- it's the same thing. they're just comprised of different fucking, you know, uh, active, act- active processes, right? So rather than what it helps us then is it helps us to understand the processive element, if you will, of Teot in metaphoric form. So, you know, again, take like night and death, for example, fall on the line of the mother's side of the oneness and day and life fall on the father's side, if you will. This doesn't entail that the former is somehow evil And that the latter is somehow good. It doesn't entail that the, you know, that death and night are somehow bad and that, you know, light and day are good. That's Christian shit. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, Deot is is non-agentive, bro. And thus, you know... the Nahuatl metaphysics prohibits us a dualistic understanding of good and evil, okay? So we again, we don't have the same beliefs what I'm trying to say about night and day, good and evil. It's that they don't play the same function. The metaphors don't serve the same purpose in our story as it does the Christian story, okay? And because of that, I would venture to say that what we do have instead is something of a richer understanding of life, dog. One that is made possible by the metaphors that we use to explain the processive processes of the unfolding. Okay, and that is, again, rather than seeing one action as inherently good and the other as inherently evil, quote unquote, we recognize both. They are both fundamentally sacred and an inextricable part of life, dog. Right. So, I mean, (laughs) think about it in death, bro. Like, again, this is part of this is not it's not like I'm trying to gas myself up to be positive, but I've always been death positive to begin with. You know what I mean? I'm not faking the funk. I'm telling you, like. I'm fucking devastated my brother's death, bro. But I understand death as, you know, it's an inextricable part of life. Like it just, it is what it is, homeboy. You know what I mean? So at best, this masculine and feminine, it represents different ordering and disordering processes of Teot, right? Which in turn help us understand, yo. They help us understand our place here on this fucking slippery earth known as Tlaltik Pak. Because again, Nawa, we understand life in terms of ordering generating arranging uh descending forces right each of which play a critical role in not only maintaining all the other dynamic pairs okay but in structuring and perhaps better stated weaving weaving reality together remember i talked about earlier why i did not want to say the fabric that weaves together because this is what i'm talking about when it says the weaving and i'll get into it in further detail in the future right assuming i don't fucking slip off this earth before then it's the goal right to get to it inevitably but uh just saw a ray of light. Give it a salute to my brother, okay? Um, whatever, though. No, let's just fucking continue along to the notes, right? Like, I'll, I'm going to get to the weaving element inevitably, okay? But uh, for now, let's talk about death, bro. And we'll talk about it in terms of everything that I just said, okay? What my family and I are going through, yo, like, it clearly fucking sucks. But again, the harsh truth is that we are not alone in this experience, right? For one, yo, cancer is the second fucking leading cause of death in the United States, <laughs> God damn, bro you got motherfuckers out here so worried about this fucking rona but cancer is killing motherfuckers left and right bro in fact if i'm um, to be believed this news article i read 10 million cancer screenings were fucking uh missed the year of the fucking pandemic because they were so fucking caught up on the covid hype you know what i'm saying so more people to die in the future in a fucking brutal way from cancer because that's the number two killer in the u.s yo right uh and on top of that it's certainly not the only way that fucking people are going out, despite what they're looking want to have you believe right, or uh, COVID propaganda and all that kind of shit, right, motherfuckers are, we're dying on the base. we're dying on the, on the daily, bro, okay, and almost every instance of this is a fucking tra- uh, tragedy, dog, to all who are involved, okay, so, you know, to remain, I guess, more true to the language of the Nahuatl philosophy I'm talking about, death is a highly, highly disordering event, bro, that throws the lives of everyone, Everyone, including the deceased, because motherfuck that Christian, <laughs> motherfuck that Christian logic, dog, that death is harder on the living. Hold someone as they die in your arms, dog, and then come back and tell me that, right? Maybe you believe that because they fucking, you don't think that they're around anymore to experience it, which I w- would imagine fucking completely defeats the purpose of believing in heaven, right? But I'm not, I, I don't believe that it's fucking harder on the living, dog. I believe it's fucking hardest on the dying. You know what I mean? Um, and, It throws the fuck, what I'm saying is that death throws, it's a disordering force that throws fucking everyone's life into a complete and utter disarray, bro. And yet, despite all of this, (laughs) at the risk of sounding fucking super cheesy, bro, the sun truly does rise, okay? The sun always rises, bro. It does rise again. The sun also rises, okay? Because if death ran supreme, life would come to an end and no one would inevitably be around to listen to what the fuck I'm saying. You know what I mean? And obviously, that's just not the case, as motherfuckers are equally born and die all the time. The numbers might not add up like, perfectly even, okay? But there's always balance, bro, between these two agonistic, dynamic pairs of death and life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm returning back to the, uh, my point about the importance of not understanding this through a Christian lens. This Nahuatlamatini, the, the, the philosophers, if you will, they rejected the idea that life, and by extension, day, light, strength, fucking uh 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 uh, love right and so on are intrinsically good while death and by extension night darkness weakness hate and so on are intrinsically evil okay as well as the notion that life is inevitably or that rather that life will inevitably triumph over death Okay, because life without death—it's metaphysically impossible. It's not a battle between the two, or one's gonna vanquish the other. It's just the constant fucking folding and unfolding of that shit. You know what I mean? Shit happens, bro, and it fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I wish my brother was still here, but I have to learn. I, I have to accept it as an inevitability, as the fucking unfolding of theod. Like, it's just there's nothing I could do about it. Like, he was. We're all going to the meek line, bro, and we'll all be back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to diminish his passing or suffering in any way. It's just a cold, hard fucking understanding of how this possessive metaphysics works. Okay, it's a conclusion we're all going to inevitably re- uh, arrive at. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I suppose this is about as good a time as any to wrap this bitch up, dog. Okay, but before I do. Uh, I just wanted to leave with some parting thoughts I personally had first, okay? And that is that, first of all, there's this there's this great poem in Nahuatl philosophy, dog, that talks about our purpose in life and why we descended onto this slippery fucking earth of Tlaltikpak. And there's one part specifically that goes about, you know, <laughs> it, it tells us that this this earth dog, Tlaltikpak, it's, it's Tlaltikpak. The part of this poem tells us that this this earth, Tlaltikpak, it's not our home, Okay. That our home is in the realm of the defleshed ones, right? And uh, it continues to tell us that in this realm of the fleshed ones, that we only come to, tl- to Tlaltepec to live here briefly, bro. We only come here to live briefly, okay? And uh, inherent in this poem is a key philosophical problem that has extended again across time, space, and culture—not just European people, not just Nahua people, though, just people in general. Different stories to fucking come to terms with it. Same fucking problem, okay? And that is simply, what is the meaning of it all, bro? What is the fucking meaning of it all, right? And as I've talked before, the Nawa they came themselves to three different conclusions to this question, right? I guess four, really, okay? Because the third one, it's divided into two distinct parts. Again, it's that the oneness, if you will, <laughs> the dual aspect of oneness. But technically, it's three, right? Um, and they don't differ from any other of the answers to this too much, right? So for instance, The first response to the question of why are we here for the Nahuatl was simply you have, you know, nihilism that they experienced. Like, what the fuck is the point of all this? And then they turn to hedonism, right? You turn to hedonism as an answer, okay? Because you're you're here to fucking enjoy life. So fuck as much as you can, eat as much as you can, drink as much as you can type shit. Exercise as much as you can, not just, you know, quote unquote Christian vices, you know what I mean? But so many other elements of ways in which we can uh, uh, enjoy life is what I'm trying to say, right? So that's one way uh the other right for two is what was referred to as the mythical religiosity right and that is that we are here because the gods put us here the quote-unquote gods they're not gods right but that's how we understand them in christian thought the divinities put us here for some strange reason right um and then there's three dog there's three uh there's a third reason which is broken up into two parts and uh and that is that you're here to find your purpose you're here to find your reason And then the second part is you're here to manifest that reason. Like, you have to make that shit happen. It's one thing to find the reason, but it's a complete different thing to fucking actualize that reason. You know what I'm saying? And that was both on an individual level, but also as a cultural level, which is where they inevitably got to the part of fucking sacrificing, uh, allegedly, to the sun. And that was because they believe that the Nahua did, the Aztec, the the Mexica Tenoca, I should say, specifically, that their cultural reason was to fucking, you know, sustain, ultimately, the fucking sun. Okay? And that is why they... they, the and that intertwine is why they feel as though they were put here by the gods. We're here, but we were put here by the gods to sustain the gods. You know what I mean? The same, sustain the gods' existence. Even though, again, it's not a dualistic sustainment because the gods and the Nahuatl were inevitably the divinities of life. Not just, I don't want to keep saying gods because that's Christian shit, right? So the divinities, the divinities of Teo, right? And individual people, we are the same because we're all comprised of the same sacred substance, Teo, right? So uh, what I'm trying to say then ultimately is that in going through this experience of my brother slowly transitioning, from the masculine uh, side to the feminine side of the dynamic pair of life and death, I slowly come to a bit of a different, though certainly not unique conclusion, bro. And that is that we are here simply just to grow as people, dog. Like, we're here to fucking grow, dog. Okay? This growth itself, like everything else in our ever-changing reality, it's not stagnant, bro. Right? And though the decision to do so, the decision to remain stagnant, absolutely is. Okay? And what I mean by that is that Life is going to happen you know regardless of our desires. It's just that it's how we fucking that's how that's how life that's how they unfold, okay? What we can do like I mentioned before is try to sway them in our favor is choose how to respond to this fact, right? And that is what ultimately becomes of the ultimate question. Why are you here? We're here to grow. How do you grow? by actualizing ourselves as human beings by fucking experiencing the wide range of fucking human emotions that are available to us irrespective of how difficult doing so may be by fucking learning about the fucking ways in which people have dealt with all these kind of experiences before us so that we can build upon that and and, you know hopefully share with forthcoming generations about better ways to fucking deal or how simply to deal you know what I'm saying (sighs) <sighs> we come here, dog. You know, you can choose to remain educated, right? And what I mean by that is to refuse, we can refuse to reveal our hearts and faces to ourselves, to use the not what language, dog. Okay. We can refuse to reveal our hearts and faces to ourselves, but that's not going to stop life from happening to us. Okay. What it absolutely will do, however, is fucking jeopardize our ability to continue living prosperous in this life for doing so, right? Like, there's mad information out there, bro. There's mad stories out there that detail how to cope with death, right? Everyone is different. Everyone needs a different story. And not everyone will relate to the story I'm telling now. And that's okay, bro. Because the point isn't to cease, continue looking for stories just because we don't fucking vibe with the ones that we've been told. The point is to keep searching, to keep growing until we find the ones that we do, dog. And more importantly, it entails that, you know, life itself is inherently experiential, bro. Meaning that no matter how much theory we fucking read, it's the experiences that truly, teach, that, that truly teach us the most, dog. Like, the experience of having a loved one come into this earth. The experience of seeing a loved one leave this earth. You could read all the theories about fucking life and death, dog. But living that process is the fucking... It, that's what's really going to teach us the fucking lessons. And I guess that's the point that I'm trying to say when I was talking about depression. Like, I had that understanding of depression. But now, like, the real fucking experience of the sickness of spirit. And how it can fucking truly take form, bro. Okay? And honestly, bro, they there's only one or two ways to respond to them. We can cower from these experiences, if you will. We can cower from them all we'd like. And even pretend as though we'll never experience them. We can live the rest of your life pretending you're never gonna die, homeboy. You can live the rest of your life pretending no one in your loved one, in your circle of loved ones gonna die, right? But this is an exercise in foolishness, dog, because that's not gonna you can pretend all you want. It's not gonna stop you from experiencing that loss, okay? Uh, <laughs> and when it does happen Because inevitably it is gonna happen, you are not gonna be fucking prepared to deal with it, dog. As you know, it's just, we're here to grow, is what I'm trying to say. And the best way to deal with it is to fucking embrace it and learn from it philosophically, all right? if you ask many people historically, that is the whole point, ultimately, of studying philosophy—to prepare ourselves for not just our inevitable demise, but the inevitable, de- the inevitable demise of everything, including everyone that we love. Okay? And yeah, I guess this is the goodest time as any to wrap this bitch up, dog. Um, I'll see you next time. Until then, stay best, man. Stay blessed, fam. Peace.